Welcome back to another episode of Outpace. We have a very special guest today. We have Ramonica Plachette, who is a local Alabama entrepreneur. She's a consultant and just overall an amazing uh, thought leader inside of the customer experience realm. And so uh, we'll get to her in just a bit, but we just want to say thank you to all the amazing Outpace fans. We've had an outpouring of support over the past couple of weeks as we've launched Outpace. And really our mission stays the same. We want to uh, connect all of the customer experience leaders and professionals inside of the space and have one big space where we can share thoughts, share ideas, share anything that you have going on during the week. We are going to start a monthly get together. So don't miss out on the dates for that. You'll be able to register uh, here shortly, but enjoy Ramonica Plachette and all the amazingness that she has to bring. And we'll see you next week. All right, now we're going to welcome on a very special guest, uh, one of our first guests that we've had on Outpace, but Ramonica Plachette is joining us. Uh, she owns her own consulting firm. She's been in the CX world for quite some time now, and we're just so excited to pick her brain on everything CX today. Uh, we can geek out pretty much uh, all day, and so I wanted to uh, welcome Ramonica on and uh, talk some CX and how she got into consulting and some of the tips that she has for those CX leaders and CX individuals around businesses. So Monica, welcome on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. This is something that I'm super passionate about. So this is going to be fun. Awesome. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. So uh, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you own your own consulting firm, uh, which is some dreams of many. And so tell us how you got into consulting and uh, some some about your consulting business now. Yeah, so I really feel like I started consulting at a young age, <laughs> like literally back in school, my mom said that I would be up uh, at like Head Start walking around trying to help other kids. And the teacher would say, <laughs> they they called me lady. They said, lady, please have a seat. Like, so I've been passionate about consulting and helping others for a really long time. But I feel like I got my start um, with the largest transportation company in North America, I entered the trainee program after college. And one of the things I remember them saying, and I think businesses should adopt this, they literally said, hey, you have to be great with customers because if customers are upset or they don't like the way that they were treated, our business will close and you won't have a job. So treat everybody like your family that you love. And I was I like, that. wow, that makes so much sense. So I, I've been doing this for quite some time. I, I think we have some amazing opportunities to really help businesses grow. I've kind of coined the phrase, make corporate America great again. I think that just means <laughs> we return to some of our um, our core, which is just taking care of people. It's a simple thing to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that just pays off dividends in so many different ways when you are customer focused. And we've seen a lot, especially the past couple of years, while people are cutting budgets and cutting different things in their their company, when you see a um, customer success department or you see account managers get cut from a company, it's never a good thing. And so I think that, uh, you know, going back to making corporate America great again, I, I love it because I, I, we've really like lost our way in a lot of, in a lot of different facets of just not taking care of the customer. And so, you know, talking about this uh, will spark a ton of uh, customer experience conversation here, but I wanted to first congratulate you on uh, the innovation portal and the program that you were just accepted into. Tell us a little bit about the program and uh, all that you'll be doing in the program. Yeah, so the Builders and Backers uh, program, it, this is, I think, maybe the first cohort that they've done actually in Alabama. 
Uh, so yeah, really excited about that. Basically, there it's a an accelerator. It's very fast paced in that you come forth with an idea and there are mentors to help you form and shape the idea. My idea happens to, or the category that I selected happens to be around unconventional ways to help companies recruit because we know there's a shortage of uh, people applying for corporations right now. So it's been amazing. Yesterday I was on with one of my mentors. And when I tell you, we just geeked out on the idea. Like each time I get a chance to talk to someone with the builders and backers program, it's like, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, but it's a real simple concept around bridging the gap between, we know that corporations have a need. We know that the landscape has really changed around what employees want. We do live in a very digital space, a very social space. And so what people desire from a corporation, you know, it's changed a little bit. And some companies have adopted those things and some haven't. I'm passionate about really bridging the gap. Uh, and I feel like a lot of it is communication or maybe just a little bit of misinformation about how quickly, simply, and easily the bridge can be gapped. So that's the uh, project that I'm working on is really bridging a gap, coming up with some unconventional ways to recruit. And a lot of the work is centered around what culture looks like. Because yeah. I think people want a certain thing. Corporations, some large corporations may not have made the adjustments but they may not fully understand the adjustments that people want. And they may not fully understand that people are literally going on to a TikTok or YouTube shorts or something right. like that. And they're able to start a side hustle and maybe make 50 or $60,000. And so when you compare that opportunity to a traditional opportunity, it may not be appealing. So how can we bridge the gap so that we don't one day look up and there's no one working in corporate America? I love it. I, I absolutely love that. And I want to go back a little bit to the innovation portal. And, you know, I, everybody knows on this podcast, I moved to Alabama about seven months ago and I am just in love, enamored. My wife and I are just enamored with Alabama and the mobile area area specifically. I think that, um, you know, we've just been welcomed with open arms and it's been awesome to be here. But one of the things that I found very early was there is a place in mobile, Alabama called the innovation portal. If you're not familiar and it's one of the most unique spaces that I've ever seen because there's entrepreneurs and there's people that are working in corporate America. There's people that are working at small business that are coming and sharing ideas. And it's the most transparent place that I've really ever even experienced uh, in just that everybody is willing to help one another. And one of the things that when I um, started really growing in my career that I saw was there was just such a lack of transparency. You kind of had to just figure it out on your own, right? It was like, you go get the information because that's how I learned. And if I had to learn that way, now you have to learn that way. And so it's just such a night and day difference at the innovation portal. And so I'm such a big fan of everything the innovation portal does. And so while you're talking about networking and you're talking about sharing ideas, I think that this is really something that all CX leaders should be about and just making sure that you're providing value, but you're also listening to others in, in the same space and making sure that you're providing that same value. So I did want to ask you, you know, you're, I know you're a, a member of the innovation portal. What is the innovation portal meant to you and how has it helped you in your career? Wow. So you're right. It is the most amazing space ever. My mom and my family members are like, what is happening at the portal? Because we always hear you say that you are there at various times during the day and the night. 
it's like it's a second home for me. And that's the way Todd, um, Khadija, uh, like they've and Nick, they've just built it around information, family, transparency. They are constantly, all three of them, they're constantly making connections. And I think you hit on something that's super key. It's the level of transparency and social media, we call it no gatekeeping. There's no gatekeeping there. They want to see everyone succeed. I was down there yesterday and I mentioned to Khadija, I was like, hey, I had a meeting with one of the builders and backer team members and I'm going to need y'all's help. And the first thing she said was, please let us know. We want to help you. And so that's what the portal represents for me and so many others is it's a place of help. It's a place of support. If you have something going on, even if they don't know the answer, or maybe they just want to provide you with an additional resource, they're going to say, you need to connect with this person. You should talk to that person. Um, and it's just this one big loop of that. So I love it. I think it's amazing. Like every city should have a portal, but I think most importantly, a lot of it has to do with the leadership. I've met some of the board members there as well. And they have that same desire for transparency. Like I've never seen anything like the portal. And I feel like I've traveled around or I'm in enough online spaces that I would have seen it. There's nothing like it. I love, uh, I love everything you said, but I love the portal because also uh, as unique as the innovation portal here in Mobile, Alabama is, I think that there is such a need and actually I'm seeing it there. There was just a post that I came across um, from Wayne Worthington, who owns uh, and operates an awesome company called High Operator that does a lot of work with AI, but he lives in Dallas and they do something similar where they have a shared space, co-working space that people can go to and share ideas and and really get, um, you know, that exposure to experts in a field that they're potentially struggling with or a roadblock that they're struggling with. And so um, as remote as customer experience is and really just the business world in general, I think there still is that like sliver and need for people to have that human one-to-one connection talking in person. Um, And I'm a huge fan of remote work. Uh, I don't want anybody to get that wrong, but I think that having that exposure to, you know, people one-to-one and having that exposure to people uh, in person is also super powerful. And I, I think the innovation portal does a great job. Great job of that. So, all right, we'll fast forward a little bit here to your consulting business. And I I would love to hear, um, as you're a thought leader in the CX space, and I would love to hear when you are interacting with a business and say you sign on to help a business, I would love to know one of the first things that you see uh, in a business or look for as you're reviewing uh, a business to provide as much value as you can. Yeah, so my approach is probably unconventional, but much needed. So the first thing I want to see is I want to talk about your culture. I want to know what the top tier leader of the company, what the vision is for customers, but most importantly, employees. Now, I just believe that a lot of companies are customer centric as they should be. However, someone has to take care of the customers. And so if the people who are taking care of the customers don't feel like they're taking care of, that's a hard ask, in my opinion. Like, how do you say, we're not going to treat you like royalty, but we want you to treat the customers like royalty. So my first stop is, what are your goals? Like, what's the vision? Where do you really see this thing playing out? Like, well, I want my customers to have the most amazing experience. Then we're going to go down the road of, let's talk about the way that your employees feel, where are they in this mix? What are their thoughts? Uh, And then it 
from there, it really gets into culture. Like what is the culture of this corporation? Is it fun? Is it inviting? Is it maybe toxic? You know, sometimes <laughs> we don't want to talk about that, but I'm just a firm believer of if you want a solution, we need to bring all problems to the table and we need to bring things to the table that are going really well so that we can bridge the gaps, get rid of the friction around things that aren't going so well. So that that's my approach to it. Everything else, like the strategy, you know, the experiences that we need to create, I feel like that's the fun and the easy part. Like I think any, I don't want to say anybody can do that, but that's the easy part. The hard part is where do we currently have a gap? Are we talking about it? What does management and leadership say? What what are boots on the ground saying? Like, what are their struggles? Because if customer service has gone off course, there's a reason. And who's talking sure. about the reason? And if you work in a company, sometimes it's a challenge to go forth and say, hey, this is broken because you're like, maybe I'm going to lose my job. This is why... I like going in to consult because I get to talk to, you know, the president, the CEO and see what the vision is and say, hey, I do this cool thing called silent meetings. Now let's dig in and see if your vision is in alignment with what's actually happening on the ground. Ah, I love that. I think that that is super powerful. Uh, culture is something that is talked about often. And I think that people use it as a buzzword, uh, more or less, uh, instead of an actual action, they say, Hey, we've got like the greatest culture. I think that, you know, it bleeds into our customers, things like that. But in reality, I've seen quite a few businesses that have that say they're about culture. And then you talk to an employee or another employee and, and you realize, wow, they actually don't have this great culture that they're talking about. And so, uh, those hard conversations, I, I think that that's one of the powerful things of being a consultant is you don't necessarily have the responsibility of, oh, they're going to fire me, right? Like, yes, you can get fired as a consultant. I think that, you know, there there may be some fear there, but overall you own your own business. And so, you know, the next uh, customer or next person that you're going to talk to is going to be down the line there. And so it gives us a, a sense of being able to be honest. And I think that those, those conversations don't happen as often as they probably should. But uh, I love that that's your, your first instinct is go to culture because I really do think that the culture inside of the company uh, is a really, really like indirect thing that happens to the customers as well. Uh, and people can feel it. Pe people really don't uh, think that you can feel the company culture. You can. Like they, what happens on the inside is viewed on the outside as well. So I, I really love that. And so as you talked about doing the first thing uh, or what you do first inside of a business, your favorite thing to do inside of a company, uh, your favorite thing that you uh, love to do when you're or you're looking at a company and, you know, something that you it comes easy to you. Yeah. So what comes easy to me are innovative ideas and marketing. I actually have a marketing degree. Um, so I, I get to take my corporate experience. Then I get to mirror that with my social media video marketing experience and kind of blend those worlds in the name of customer service. And so it's just coming up with something creative that maybe traditional corporate hadn't thought about. And now it's marketing, it's customer service experience kind of all rolled into one. So creative ideas. When I listen and hear what someone is thinking, hey, what if we could offer this? I feel like I'm that person that has a solution. Oh, let's do it. What about this? Have you thought about this? Can we give them that? What about this experience? It's like, 
We never thought about that. We can do that. And it doesn't take six months to implement a rollout. It's like, no, this is something that we can actually start doing today. So it's the marketing and the innovation. Um, I feel like there are just little small tweaks that sometimes your company can do that would totally set you apart from your competition. And it's not always some big high ticket or expensive thing. It just may be some level of a little bit more hands-on or maybe an offering of a cookie. A mint. It could be anything. It just <laughs> sure. depends on what type of experience we're going for. Cause like people love cookies at select hotels. I mean, it could be anything. Tell me the type of experience that you want people to have. Let me take a look at your operation and then I'm going to find something creative that we can do to deliver an over the top experience. I love it. I absolutely love that. Uh, I think that one thing that I have gathered just talking to CX leaders and business leaders overall is everybody has this ability to problem solve. And you're just, you, you like when you talk to somebody, you're already formulating a plan to fix or to solve a problem. And so uh, every business or every entrepreneur, I feel like just is so good and uh, has this elite ability to problem solve. And so even if you don't think it's a problem, they're already figuring out a solution. And so, you know, listening to some of the marketing things, and uh, I know that you're incredible at doing creative for video. Uh, those are, those are all problems that you had to solve in the beginning. And I think that those are the gaps that some of the businesses that see now. So, um, you know, talking about customer experience and talking about helping businesses, I did, I have a very unique question for you, but specific to, you know, okay, if you had to start over, what would be the, one of the first things that you do as a business or an entrepreneur that's just getting started? Definitely video right out the gate would be the first thing. But paired with that, I would be thinking about what is the big problem that needs to be solved? Because when I came into the space, initially it was, here's my expertise. Whoosh, let me throw it in your face, <laughs> you know, because I just felt like people need to know this. But if they don't perceive it to be a problem, then no one's going to move or do or purchase anything. So it would definitely be video. It would be around solving problems in whatever niche or industry um, that you are in. And then definitely making sure that you humanize your brand. I talk to a lot of corporations as well as entrepreneurs, and they're thinking about my logo and my website. And while those are things that you need in the world that we live in now, people want to connect with the real individual. So I think there's a huge opportunity for corporations as well as myself to use video more because now we feel like there's a story, you know, behind Clay, who's this person here or there, or Ramonica, who's here or there. And people are able to say, oh, we have this in common. So now I'm watching, I'm tuned in. And I think you get to build some sort of a Raven fan, whether they wind up buying from you or whether or not they become someone who is a huge uh, referral for you. The opportunity is around visibility, humanizing, you know, your brand and solving problems. 
Yeah. And trust is one of those big things, right? And video is such a great way to gain trust with customers and users and potential clients and uh, just your whole network in general. I I think that we're in this world of uh, being disconnected a little bit, scrolling through social media and trust is like so hard to gain from people if you're not in front of their face and people can see, you know, the cadence of of how you talk and things like that. And and video really solves all of that, right? You can see how people talk. You can see the personality through through the screen, and so I really love that we're uh, I, people. You know, say this as a negative connotation, but we're in this TikTok world. It's almost a good thing because you get to know somebody in three minutes or less. Like it's like this fast meet and greet. You're like speed dating friends at this point on TikTok, and so it's a really fun way in uh, a change and a departure from you know some of the other media and social media avenues that we've gone from, you know, posting on Facebook and I know Twitter's still big, but these TikTok and reels and things are becoming way more popular than they used to be. So, um, and, and it's an absolute, you know, pleasure to work with some of these companies that get that right. And they get that they need to be in front of the camera that they need to know, uh, or they need customers to know them before they buy anything from them. So, um, you know, it's a really incredible, incredible perspective that you have for this. Um, you know, and so we talked about day one and doing stuff day one there. So tell me a little bit about the best experience that maybe you've ever had with a client or just in general, like tell me a great customer experience uh, that you had that made an impact that you can remember. Because I think that uh, a lot of people, it, and it, it can be as simple as, you know, uh, fast food and stuff like that. It's like, it's crazy how uh, even just, I, I feel like I can um, geek out about customer experience, but I really geek out about some of the fast food experience that you get. Like, even though you're only buying that $7 sandwich, you get like a million dollar experience. Uh, Chick-fil-A comes to mind that, you know, you've had good experiences at. And on the opposite end, we won't talk about some of the companies that maybe not have the good experience, but tell me about, uh, you know, an experience that you've had in the past and maybe a company that you've worked with that you can remember really made an, made an impact on you. Okay. So first I kind of want to comment on something that you said about Chick-fil-A because <laughs> I have a different perspective around that. I like Chick-fil-A. Um, I obviously love what they, you know, stand for, but I tell people that I think Chick-fil-A service is good. I think that the people who are in the Chick-fil-A industry, the other fast food restaurants, that they have not invested enough into their customer service. And so they make it very obvious for Chick-fil-A to stand out as part one. So like, just imagine if you pulled up at any other restaurant and they're like, it's a beautiful day or, you know, it's my pleasure. So now all of a sudden that's not so amazing. But where I think it gets interesting is that Chick-fil-A has amazing operations and I don't think we give enough cust- we don't give enough credit to the people who are behind the operations. So, yes, the greeting is great, but if the operational flow didn't work so fast and quick, that amazing greeting instantly goes out the window. If you have to wait 20 minutes for your food, it's no longer significant, right? So I think we need to give a shout out to the people who are powering the operations, the people who have made the decision that we are going to invest in having talent here so that the task can actually be done. Because without that, that greeting means nothing. So I think that that, that's where the impact is with Chick-fil-A for me. 
in terms of who has like a corporation or a company that's made an impact on me recently, it's actually a local restaurant. Um, so I, I just want to shout them out. It's behind the innovation portal. It's a company called Front Yard Taco. Uh, it's kind of like a food truck, but they're on the property of Nova Coffee. And, you know, if you if you worked out of the portal, it's just quick and easy to kind of walk across the street there. They had something that I actually loved on the menu and it's not on the menu anymore. I think it's like their tots and chicken or something like that. They have great tacos, hence Front Yard Taco. Well, right now there's this thing kind of going around on TikTok about a steak and cheese quesadilla from uh, <laughs> Chipotle. So I asked the girl, I was like, well, do you, y'all got tacos, do you do quesadillas? And she's like, actually we do. We got this steak and onion uh, and cheese quesadilla. And I'm like, well, let me get that. First of all, the price was amazing, like great value. Like it was, the price was so good. I want to tell them you should go up on the price. I will pay you more. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> like I would pay them more. If they told me it was $10, I would still buy it. Okay. <laughs> but the, the, the quality of the sandwich, the ingredients were fresh the person that took my order was excited, but also the guy making it. So the other day I'm rushing down there because they close at two. I get there and I'm literally walking up to them smiling. And the guy's like, you're here for that thing again, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> right. So one, you've recognized who I am. You've delivered mm -hmm. an amazing experience. And what I originally wanted wasn't available. I can appreciate that someone would take the time to say, well, what do you like? What about this? And say, we can deliver it for you. I think that's, that's a customer service experience when you have to come off the cuff to come up with an idea or a solution for a client like myself or a customer. And then we fall in love with it. We come back. I post it pictures of it on social. My friends were saying, where did you get that? Where's this place located? It, it I mean, I had, it was so good the other day. I called my friends like, you got to get over here. It's so good. I wanted to lick the box. Like, <laughs> so that those types of things, I, yeah. I feel like make amazing, you know, experiences for people. And then when we tell other people in our community, this is where word of mouth comes in. This is how I think things can literally go viral, even like, you know, in a city, those are the types of things that, you know, I, I, I just, I love it. So that, that's something that's recent that really made like an impact on me. Simple. That's so cool. It's my favorite place. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, being local, that's amazing, right? Like if you can get local, locally sourced, great customer experience, that's like the best thing ever. So um, I, I absolutely love the story. I think that that, that makes an impact. And again, word of mouth is big. I do want to unpack what we talked about with Chick-fil-A and the operations, because I think that speaks to not just the fast food industry, that speaks to almost every industry across the board. Um, yep. Something that I, I notice when I became a senior manager and director um, managing a support team was the, the first thing I tried to review was are these agents and are these team members being handcuffed to not provide the service? So everybody wants to just, I 
uh, individually identify team members that may not be performing up to a certain standard. Uh, what they're not realizing is that failure actually could be not just to the manager level, that could be all the way up the chain of, hey, we're actually handcuffing these people to provide a poor service. And so that operations to really free them of you know whatever processes are in place to make them not have that great service, I think is really important. And something, again, nobody talks about a ton because we're so focused on like, oh, well, if they're not performing, it has to be that individual person. Uh, but it speaks to a larger like cultural problem. Um, and I always say like, there's going to be a movement. Like if we're saying make, make corporate America great again, I'm saying like hashtag free the agents because free these agents from having to do like these crappy processes or crappy procedures that, you know, force them to eventually give a bad either chat, email, in-person response to somebody when, you know, just like uh, at the taco shop, we're talking about them customizing an experience for a customer because guess what? Like they had the ability to do that and they felt comfortable in that company being able to provide that service because, we know if you ask for something, you know, customizable somewhere else, you may have gotten an answer like, no, sorry, we can't do that. And again, they're, they're probably not providing a follow-up solution to that either. Like, hey, sorry, we don't have that, but we may have X, right? Like even that's an applicable response. You don't have to always, you know, give a yes answer to a customer, but um, a, a no answer where you're the roadblock in the situation. Uh, I think that that is a major thing that we can improve across the board in CX. And so, yeah, hashtag free your agents. Like that is a huge thing that I'm, I'm going to start a movement on because there's so many, there's so many great team members. I see so many great support and customer experience professionals um, just across the board and really worldwide. And, you know, they're not able to provide that experience. And so we're going to change that. 2023 is the uh, the year to change that. And so speaking of goals and things like that, I would love to know, give us your goals for 2023. What can we expect for from Ramonica Plachette in 2023? And what is the end of the year for you going to look like? Yeah. So, you know, my word really is like, it's impact, right? Uh, we're all here on earth with purpose. Sometimes people don't realize it. I am crystal clear about my purpose. It's you know, to help impact lives in this corporate space. Um, again, I kind of dabble over on the entrepreneur side, but I'm passionate about corporate because I see there's some amazing um, opportunities there. So I want to see corporations use more video, which is going to enhance their corporate brand. And that bleeds out into a CX experience. It bleeds out into a recruiting experience because now if I know you and you know that you're a great leader and you speak about your company, good, bad, or indifferent, but that you're sharing stories, I'm interested maybe because now I, I see how I may be able to provide a solution or you know, maybe I just like the culture that you work in. So sharing video and stories and real customer testimonies, not anything that's super overdone, but just real life stuff as we see it play out on social. Uh, I think that's a huge opportunity. So I definitely want to plug more corporations into that, um, as well as helping them with the recruiting gap if you will, and just this whole communication thing. So it's a little unconventional. I realize that, you know, I may be walking on water with this experience, but I do believe that there are some people out there who desire 
a change. They really want to be the industry leaders in customer service and culture. And, you know, those things have the capacity to bring in more revenue, attract more people to work with your company. I think overall, it just can reduce some of the friction that we're really seeing around people who are disengaged. Like all of these things are related to me. It starts with culture, how we show up, how we treat our customers, how we treat our employees. So it's really just getting my hands dirty, you know, down in the bushes and knowing that in six months to a year, people who make a decision to work with me could have this beautiful rose garden just kind of blooming. <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's the that's the absolute goal for uh, for any consultant, I think, is to make their experience better than, you know, when they found you. So that's awesome. I love the 2023 goal. Uh, the last thing that we do on the podcast is leave our audience with a pro tip of the day. So give me a CX pro tip that you've either applied or think should be applied to a business. It can be any business, but CX, your CX pro tip of the day. Okay. Yes. This one kind of goes way back. Um, so I walk up to a customer problem expecting worst case. Now someone's going to say, oh, that's negative, but hear me out. I think a lot of times we go in with the rosy glasses on like, hi, how are you? How can I help? And the moment someone feels a little bit of friction, it's almost like now that CX person, whether it's an agent or a manager, they're shrinking back. I'm saying if you mentally go in expecting it, you have already made a shift that I'm walking up to this person so that I can solve a problem. And I'm not caught off guard if they have a problem. And I see this happen all the time. I'll I'll tell you about that real quick. But so go in expecting a problem because that allows you to put on a different lens. The lens is I am here to solve this person's problem. I am literally expecting them to tell me if it's something great, it's great. If it's something bad, I'm prepared. I'm not taken off guard. So I like to go about it like that. But on the other side is listen, let the person speak and don't take it personally. These are big tips rolled into one, but don't take it personally because you are there in that moment to create impact for that person's life as well as for your company. And I know that the people that I've worked with in the past, whether it was in corporate or the companies that I may work with today, I don't think anybody's intentionally setting out to make a customer upset. (laughs) I don't think anybody's doing that. So when you can sometimes even, I've said that to a customer before, I would never, this is the word track, I would never intentionally let you down. My business thrives because of you. So I know you're upset, but if you could just calm down and tell me what can I do in this moment to turn this experience around and be committed to that. A free agent doesn't have that. um, They don't have the capacity because maybe they're not free to say that. So that makes it tough. I'm with you. Let's free the agents. Let's give them some wiggle room to actually solve problems. Because again, if we can fix our customers' problems, they're happy. We're getting revenue. Maybe people aren't leaving companies because there's some autonomy to fix a simple problem. And the world's better. Yeah. 
Yeah, autonomy is a massive thing for retention of your employees. I I believe wholeheartedly that if people have autonomy, they feel like they're more in control of their job and the outcome of their position. Uh, but also you touched on something that is uh, incredible and something that I try to teach really in teams um, is, is just making sure that you're providing trust to agents. And, you know, as much as people have to trust your business as a customer, you have to trust your agents to do the right thing. Uh, trust the training that they've gone through. Uh, trust that they they know how to do it and they're going to um, do it correctly. And at the end of the day, assume positive intent. I always tell people, assume positive intent. A customer, a customer does not want to be angry. Nobody on this earth is either writing in a ticket or at the customer service desk or wherever they may be. They're not coming up to you uh, angry on purpose because they just thought they woke up today and they had nine o'clock scheduled on their calendar to be upset at you today. And so assume positive intent and assume that you are going to solve a problem that they have, uh, that they genuinely have. And so uh, I, I make people write this down all the time. Like, hey, they're not coming to you just to make your day worse. Assume positive intent. Assume positive intent. As soon as they get past this barrier, they'll be all right. And so uh, that that is one of the the biggest things in support is just assume it, people assume like this customer has negative intent or they're trying to do something nefarious, get a discount or something like that. It's like no, they genuinely feel the feelings that they're feeling. So um, it, I think that assuming positive intent is a big piece of of what what you talked about. And uh, I love this. I I mean I could probably we could talk for another three hours, but I know that uh, you are busy on the trail of entrepreneurship here. So uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast and tell us where we can find you. Any plugs that you have to find Ramonica Plachette? Yeah. So my business is, so Ramonica Plachette is actually, it's, it's my middle name. Uh, Plachette is the middle name that I, I, I go by. Um, RamonicaGamble.com is where you can find anything customer service related. All things awesome. customer service related are on the RamonicaGamble.com uh, website. I tell people, I took a gamble. I married a gamble. It didn't work out. So now <laughs> just go by Ramonica Plachette. I'm like, I'm never going to not be Ramonica Plachette. I might pick up a different last name, but I'll always be <laughs> that. And that Ramonica Gamble site was already set up. Plus, it's a cool, fun, you know, kind of story. Like, I like to make light of life. You know, sometimes we just have to laugh and embrace and enjoy life, even when we're dealing with customers, even when we're working and, you know, corporate. And that's just kind of, you know, who I am and what I do. But RamonicaGamble.com is where I am. Obviously, LinkedIn is where I do a lot of corporate influencing, which means I'm going to be talking about customer service. I'll be talking about marketing and video. And so it's like, I'm a corporate influencer. It's not just this one thing. There are three core things that I really geek out about and I'm passionate about, you know, helping companies uh, really bridge those gaps. But this has been so amazing. And I thank you so much for inviting me on to your show. We definitely need to do this again. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, I got so much more. I want to share. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like people like us can really make impact on you know the world and ease the load like it just sometimes we make things a little bit difficult and challenging because maybe we just don't know uh another way or you know maybe we make it real tough and mean and it doesn't have to be yeah, absolutely. This year for me, uh, my word of the year, you mentioned your word of the year, my word of the year this year is simplify. 
there are so many complicated processes and oh my goodness we we got to 2023 and we tangled this like incredible web of just uh technology and customer service and now ai is coming in and we're doing all these things and uh people just want a very simplified process and so sim- simplification really is my word of the year and so i thought i'd throw that in uh, but yes we are definitely going to have ramonica on uh, again uh later down the road but i am so excited to see you here shortly i know we'll probably meet up at the innovation portal here soon and i'm excited to hear all the amazing things that you are doing inside of the program uh and i wish you the best of luck so thank you again for coming on and we'll see you soon okay thank you awesome